Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi. Wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. My dearly respected brothers and sisters. Allah Azza wa Jal, without a doubt, He is the most truthful in speech. وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلَ And who is more truthful than Allah in speech? This is a rhetorical question. Question that does not need an answer. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He makes promises. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps His promise always and fulfills His promise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never breaks His promise. And there are certain things which Allah Azza wa Jal has promised the mu'min. Certain things. Consider them rewards for actions that you do as a Muslim. And in the Quran, we come across four in particular. Four promises from Allah Azza wa Jal. And when you look at these promises, they are all linked to an action from the abd. In other words, you do this, and I, Allah Azza wa Jal, will do this in return. If you do this, Allah says He will do this. The first one of those things is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ So remember me, meaning Allah. And in return, Allah's promise, I will remember you. And this shows the fadl, the virtue of dhikrullah, of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikr of Allah azza wa jal is one of the greatest acts of worship. There is no doubt about that. Because it is from the greatest signs of your love for Allah. Because when a person loves something, it's natural that he what? Thinks about it. So the more dhikr of Allah azza wa jal that you make, the more of an indication that you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this verse, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave an explanation in the hadith. In the hadith Qudsi, which shows when you remember Allah, Allah remembers you. In the hadith Qudsi, Allah azza wa jal, in the hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, يَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ أَنَا عِنْدَ ظَنِّ عَبْدِ بِي Allah Azza wa Jal says, I am as my servant thinks of me. The way you think of Allah is the way Allah Azza wa Jal will be towards you. Meaning, if you have good thoughts of Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah will give you good. And He will grant you good. And if you have other than that, if you have bad thoughts 
or expectations from Allah Azza wa Jal wal-Iyadu Billah, Allah will treat you accordingly. أَنَا عِنْدَ ظَنِّ عَبْدِ بِي وَأَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا ذَكَرَنِي Subhanallah. This part of the hadith shows Allah's support and His giving of strength to the one that remembers Him. Because He says, and I am with him when he remembers me. This is the ma'iyah. Allah Azza wa Jal's ma'iyah, meaning him being with his righteous servants. And what does Allah being with him means? It means he supports him and he aids him and he gives him victory over his enemies, his oppressors, over the shaitan, over his desires. وَأَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا ذَكَرَنِي And if Allah is with you, no one can stand against you. It's impossible. This shows the blessing of dhikr. He then, subhanahu wa ta'ala, continues and he says, If he remembers me in himself, then I remember him in myself. Look, one for one. Can you imagine Allah Azza wa Jal remembering you in Himself? The way you sit down and think about Allah Azza wa Jal in yourself, Allah does the same with you. Then Allah Azza wa Jal said, And if He remembers me in a gathering, yeah, when you sit and you talk about Allah Azza wa Jal, you mention Allah between your family, your friends, da'wah, Allah Azza wa Jal says, I remember him in a gathering much greater than his one. Meaning with who? The angels. So imagine that, my dear brother. Imagine Allah Azza wa Jal mentioning you by name in the highest levels of paradise with the angels. This is the remembrance of Allah. That's how great remembering Allah is. And as Aisha radiallahu anha said, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would remember Allah in all situations. In all of his situations. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always remembered Allah azza wa jal. So this is the first promise Allah makes. The second promise is what was mentioned in another verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Allah Azza wa Jal says, and Allah will never punish them as long as they are seeking forgiveness. Allahu Akbar. What a promise from Allah. A promise that brings comfort to the heart of the mu'min. Because everyone makes mistakes. Everyone sins. Everyone has their shortcomings. But Allah Azza wa Jal is making a promise that as long as you, O servant, as long as you are seeking forgiveness from Allah, He will not punish you. And right before it, to honor the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah also said, 
He will not punish them as long as you, Muhammad wasallam, are amongst them. So two reasons Allah does not punish. The first is that the Prophet is amongst them. That's when he was alive. Allah promised. He will not punish them as long as you are amongst them, O Muhammad. Then he said, and he will not punish them as long as they seek forgiveness. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah, he said, out of these two things, one has gone and one stayed. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam departed. But the hope of forgiveness remains. So as long as you make istighfar, you're on the right path. As long as you're making istighfar, you are safe bi-idhnillah. And that's why we make istighfar as much as we can. And that's why Al-Hasan al-Basri, rahimahullah, he advised. And he said, أَكْثِرُوا مِنَ istighfar." He said, make a lot of istighfar fi buyutikum, in your homes. وَعَلَى مَوَائِدِكُمْ And on your tables where you're eating. Can you imagine that? A lot of us, mashallah, especially on Aftur, Adhan, yalla, start smashing the food. He forgets, he forgets his own name. No. Al-Hasan al-Basri says, even when you're sitting to eat, make plenty of istighfar. وَفِي طُرُقِكُمْ even on your pathways where you're walking. وَفِي أَسْوَاقِكُمْ Even in your markets, the shops, make istighfar. وَفِي مَجَالِسِكُمْ And in your gatherings. وَأَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ And wherever you are. Why? He said, فَإِنَّكُمْ لَا تَدْرُونَ مَتَى تَنْزِلُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ Because you do not know when Allah's forgiveness will come down. So always make it. Always make it because you don't know when it will come down. So that's a promise from Allah. You seek forgiveness, He will not punish. And what a beautiful promise that is from a merciful Lord. That is a promise from Rabbul Alameen. The third promise, which was also mentioned in the Qur'an, Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَإِذْ تَأَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ And your Lord calls. Who calls? Your Lord, Allah. Allah has made this call. What is the call? If you show thanks, I will increase. Another beautiful promise from Allah Azza wa Jal. If you show thanks to Allah for the blessing, Allah will increase that blessing for you. And this is from the adab with Allah. To have manners with Allah Azza wa Jal is to thank Him for His ni'am. To thank Him for His blessings. And the greatest blessing, my dear brothers, no matter what Allah gives you from the dunya, is the blessing of Islam. Islam is the greatest blessing. There is no greater blessing than to be a mu'min who puts his head on his ground, on the ground for his Lord. While everyone else worships false gods and false idols, those who worship the sun, 
the moon, the stars, the cows, the human, the jinn, the shaitan, whatever it is, rocks, stones. And Allah has chosen you to be a true worshipper of the true Lord. Is there any greater blessing? No, Allah. But even your blessings from the dunya, you show thanks to Allah Azza wa Jal. And the greatest way to thank Allah for the ni'mah that he gives you is to use that ni'mah in his obedience. That's the best way that you thank Allah. If Allah blesses you with wealth, you use that wealth in the obedience of Allah. You increase in sadaqah, in charity and so forth. If Allah Azza wa Jal gives you strength, you use that strength for Allah Azza wa Jal. If Allah Azza wa Jal gives you power, authority or whatever else, you use that in his obedience. And we should always be careful, my dear brothers. Imagine how disrespectful it is to Allah. For Allah to bless us with a ni'mah, then we use that ni'mah to disobey him. Allah gives people wealth, they use that wealth in the haram. Allah gives them power, they use the power in haram. Allah Azza wa Jal gives someone beauty. It's a ni'mah. Like a lady. Allah blesses her with jamal, beauty. She uses that beauty to disobey Allah. This is the utmost disrespect to Allah Azza wa Jal. The blessings, we thank Him for them by obeying Him. This is very important. And this is how you preserve the ni'mah. You preserve the ni'mah by obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to do shukr to Allah is with your tongue and in your heart and through your actions. Number four. The fourth promise from Allah Azza wa Jal. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ SubhanAllah These are four beautiful promises And really, truly they give comfort to the heart Allah Azza wa Jal says here And your Lord said Call me And I will answer And I will answer you Call Allah So that's your action Call Allah, and Allah promises that He will answer. And this shows the importance and the greatness of dua, especially in the month of Ramadan. A Muslim tends to make a lot of dua, and you increase in dua. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He loves to hear your voice, you as a Muslim calling Him. And that's why Allah does not want us or expect us to call anyone else. Bil'aks, calling, making dua to other than Allah is an act of shirk. But Allah loves for you to call Him. Because the one that gives and prevents is Allah, no one else. And Allah loves to hear the servant. And no matter how much you call Allah, you don't give up. And you always ask him, no matter what, 
a Muslim is always careful not to think that his dua is not accepted. Every dua which is made sincerely for Allah is accepted by Allah. Allah accepts every dua. Whether you see it right away or not, Allah accepts your dua. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, no Muslim asks Allah for something except that Allah will either give him what he wants or prevent a harm from falling on him. So your dua is always accepted. And never have evil thoughts of Rabbil Alameen. And let the shaitan play with your mind and think that my dua does not get answered. This is from shaitan. But Allah Azza wa Jal loves to hear you call him. And that's why dua, as it was mentioned in the hadith, dua huwa al-ibadah. Dua is the essence of worship. Every worship is built on dua. Because every worship that you do, it is like you're making a dua for Allah to accept it and to save you from his punishment. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he mentioned a beautiful word regarding the connection that the abd has with Allah when he calls him. Because when you make a sincere dua to Allah, there is a connection between you and Allah, especially in sujood. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the closest the abd is to Allah is when he is in sujood. فَأَكْثِرُ مِنَ الدُّعَاءِ So make a lot of dua in sujood. But Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he said, he's talking about himself. He said, sometimes I have a haja. I have a need where I want to ask Allah for it. He says, so I start to ask Allah. It could be a worldly matter or anything. Shaykh al-Islam is saying, sometimes I have a need where I ask Allah for it. He said, I begin making dua to Allah. He said, and then I develop a connection while I'm making dua between me and Allah. This connection, he's feeling it when, when he's making dua. He said, and that feeling, that connection that I get when I'm calling Allah, I love it so much that I hope that my dua doesn't get answered right away so that I can keep asking. Allahu Akbar. He's making dua and at the same time, he wants his dua to be delayed. His answer to be delayed. Why? Because of the connection that he feels with Allah while he's calling him. This is a different level, subhanAllah. But it's very important, my dear brothers. As Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَاسْأَلِ And if you ask, ask Allah. Because all harm and benefit is in Allah's hands, it is not in the hands of the creation. So when you feel a need, you should only ask your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are four promises which Allah has made in the Qur'an for four actions that you do. So you do these four things and in return Allah Azza wa Jal will give you those four in return. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina Muhammad. وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم